Election integrity. Is voter fraud real? So who actually runs elections in America? In theory, it's the states and local election districts. But it's not well understood that it's private computing companies that actually conduct the electronic portions. And who are the people actually standing behind the desks and the voting machines and executing the clerical part of the election process for the American people? Well, it's really you and me. It's citizens who volunteer to be sworn elected officials, but unfortunately, very few of us choose to be sworn elected officials. And it's the integrity of that system under scrutiny is what we're discussing today. So we've got a fast ride for you here on The Rob Manus Show. It's voter registration fraud, not voter fraud. Most folks understand voter fraud to be the illegal changing of votes, which is not significant in this country due to very effective controls in the system we've developed over time. That seems to be why the media constantly uses the narrative that voter fraud doesn't really exist. That's one of the reasons we the people don't trust anyone, especially the media, in our understanding of the facts surrounding the integrity of our elections. What we also understand about our elections is the voter registration fraud has not been that much of a public focus, but it really should be. In the era of legalized ballot harvesting in states like California and cases of illegal ballot harvesting being prosecuted like what we saw not long ago in North Carolina, Scrutinizing voter registration for fraud and appropriate prevention controls is paramount. Voting fraud is not and should not be a partisan issue, and that's one reason why a citizen organized a nonpartisan voting integrity task force, first as a state entity to look look into irregularities he identified in the 2019 Virginia state legislature elections, and later expanded it to a National Voter Integrity Task Force with more than 30 members across the country due to distinct irregularities uncovering actions taken by the Chinese Communist Party in that 2019 Virginia election and other elections in the United States. Retired U.S. Army Colonel John Mills, the citizen that organized this task force, joins me as my guest today. John Mills, uh, retired U.S. Army Colonel uh, and my friend. Uh, sir, thanks for joining us today again on the Rob Manus Show. Now, now we've got a topic that uh, I think is extremely important every day in the United States of America. But this year, in 2020, it's critically important that the American people understand uh, the ideas and the issues that uh, you're going to tell them about today. And that is uh, voting integrity, uh, not necessarily voter fraud or, uh, or anything like that, because, you know, the media, they say that voter fraud doesn't exist. What's the deal with that anyway? Yeah, thank you, Rob. And uh, once again, enjoy uh, being on your show and talking to you. This Elections are sacred. They are the foundation 
of our incredible liberal democratic republic. And they should be taken very seriously. And what I found is uh, an uninvolved citizenry, at least on one side, this is meant to be apolitical, nonpartisan. Mm -hmm. This is what sets us aside from everybody else in the world, with few exceptions, such as uh, the United Kingdom, uh, places like that, uh, Canada, Australia, our Five Eyes partners. But our election system is so sacred. So it takes a, an involved and concerned citizenry, and it takes, there is a clear gap and seam line between the way, because elections in the U.S. are supposed to be locally managed, locally done, but there is U.S. federal statute, and there are very clear violations that are, are not being addressed and not being enforced by the Department of Justice. So concerned involved citizenry serving as sworn election officers, most people don't understand, even in the, even in the, in the parties, don't understand what a sworn election officer is. So involved citizenry as sworn election officers, federal enforcement of the gaps and seams. So, so, so John, lay out what the real issue should be called and what it is, as opposed to the media's narrative, you know, and the, and, and a large portion of the, the politician, uh, and, and political operative narrative, which is voting fraud, voter fraud doesn't exist. It's so minimal. You don't have to worry about it, but I think it's a terminology thing, isn't it? Or, or a perspective thing? I mean, what is the real issue here? Yeah, part of it, it is a, a messaging. Since elections are run at the local level, you have to be very precise. And I, I prefer the term election integrity because everybody runs it a little different. And that's okay. And that's actually a good thing. Because if we had super uh, commonality, that would be even worse uh, a, a vector to change things on scale. So it is a good thing we do it differently, but voting integrity is the best expression because it acknowledges the different ways that the that the the states are supposed to, that the states run elections. And I think that's been the problem in the past is we make a blanket statement that is abstract: voter fraud. What what does that mean? And yeah. it's incumbent upon us that we're extremely precise by state what is going on. And with what I discovered in Virginia, we created a task force on Virginia after the November elections of last year uh, because of just some grotesque number differences that could not be explained. But it rapidly um, uh, uh, ballooned into multiple states because other parties, New Jersey, Texas, Kentucky, California, uh, got involved. And there's even a nexus with Chinese money from the Chinese Communist Party. Definitely Virginia. No question about it. Uh, there's wow. a uh, there's there's an initiative here uh, run by a certain gentleman, uh, you know, new Virginia majority. No question about it. There there are foreign there. There is foreign money coming in. And the primary when you talk about foreign money, it's China it's Soros, it's Russia in that order and those quantities. So the main game is China. And they're the ones who are flooding our streets with cash to influence the elections. Well, that's amazing because it runs contrary to the political narrative uh, that uh, the illegal leakers in the intelligence community that are still there and, and the left-wing politicians like Nancy Pelosi are pushing uh, that, no, China doesn't really mean anything. They're not doing anything. It's all about Russia. Uh, but 
but something led you to establish the as a citizen to to create this voter integrity task force. What were the what did you see in that November 19, 2019 election? Uh, what led you to that to go? Oh, we've got to look at this, and then you've discovered all of these things, including the Chinese Communist Party uh, being an enabler. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Um, so again, I want this to be nonpartisan. It should be nonpartisan. Every yeah. American should want the outcome to be the outcome, no matter the outcome. And that's the mm -hmm. challenge is there are certain forces that have learned how to essentially cook the books state by state. Now, in Virginia, what happened, uh, we had a, a candidate that I supported, magnificent candidate, pulled down more votes than his, than his party had ever achieved, and he still lost by uh, by uh, you know, a, a margin. I, I don't want to go into the exact numbers here, but the numbers just did not make sense here. Everything was right about this candidate here, and this is where I was... We've always been concerned. It was the new the new Virginia majority really targeted and used used precision targeting started in two thousand and eight, uh, and one side just frankly was not showing up to the table, was not understanding, was not doing an analysis, and not was tearing tearing the tearing into the information. So very simply put, after after this election. I wanted the numbers. I wanted the hard numbers, and I wanted to understand the registration process in, Vir in Virginia. And so some very, very simple details that I found out here. I, I was able to use the FOIA system. I was able to get the numbers uh, uh, for jury duty. And where do they pull the jury duty numbers from? They pull them from the voting rolls. And if you look at the 2019 numbers, a 12%. 20 different categories, but if you sum the three critical categories that are self-reported, I can't report, I can't do jury duty because of these three reasons, 12%. That's a low conservative number. So that means in Virginia, we have 12% unlawful voters. And I want to be very precise on the terminology because sometimes people will use the wrong term, wrong expression. Mm -hmm. is unlawful. That is, it is 18 U.S. code. You must be a U.S. citizen. That is federal law. There's no debate. It's not a feeling. Yeah. It's not an emotion. It's U.S. law. You must be a U.S. citizen to vote in a federal election. And I cite this. I say this is not just a voting issue. This is a civil rights issue. And as the, the, the African-American population in, in the country starts to do a seminal shift in support, it is going on. It is very tangible. Their votes are getting stolen once again. Virginia is still under the 1965 Voting Rights Act. So I would assert this is, this is also a critical civil rights issue uh, where uh, American citizens, uh, blacks specifically, are getting their votes stolen by unlawfuls on the voting rolls. This information is publicly available. This information is is out there and is able to essentially get the numbers, do essentially the numerator over denominator. If this is a correct representative sam sample, which is incumbent upon the court system, 12 percent. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to wow. win when they're down 12 percent to start with. That's just insane. And Absolutely it's a, not. It's a failure of one party to understand the process and in Virginia, we also have this issue where 
one party, essentially the, the, a sworn election official. These are the people behind the tables who run the elections. Mm-hmm. One party, and it's supposed to be, you're supposed to declare your party in Virginia, but these are all volunteers. We need somebody to run the mechanics of an election. One party's yep. not showing up. They'll say, well, we have poll watchers. But that, that, that's not a sworn election. A sworn election official is, is also the person who is registering uh, the voters. And also in Virginia, we have this, the, the governor is now, the new governor has now thrown it out, which is actually a good thing because the voter ID law was so flawed. There was four gaping exceptions that mm-hmm. you might as well not even, because there was no, there was no live database, no, no, uh, uh biometric, no a, uh, legal assertion, uh, attestation, uh, and these four gaping holes. Why even have a voter ID law? It was worthless and made it worse. So right. it's actually better that the that the new the new governor has rescinded that because now, because you know you could argue that hey, I'm just following Virginia law on registering. Now, that's it. We can. So go you identified out. the issue by comparing those that were disqualified from jury duty, which is based on voter rolls, to voter registration, the voter mm-hmm. registration rolls. Uh, 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 am I correct in assuming you could see why they were disqualified yeah. from jury duty? Yeah, and that's, what, that's the data that, that really led you to believe this. Uh, it's unfortunate that folks don't understand that uh, sworn elected official volunteers need to happen across our society. I don't care what your political party is and everything, but people need to step up and do those jobs, not just poll watching, uh, because uh, to make sure that the right things are being done. Uh, and, uh, it's just the human nature that sometimes people in powerful positions don't do the right thing. So the more checks and balances we have, which it means every citizen needs to consider, uh, stepping up and doing that. So you took that information and it made you so concerned. You established this voter integrity task force first in Virginia. And then when you realized this was really national and had Chinese communist party input, I assume you, that's when you made created you know, expanded it to a national voter integrity task force. Tell us about that and what and what y'all uh, are doing, if you can, to make sure that we have a 2020 election that has integrity that the American people can count on. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Um, so immediately it garnered interest, and we had several phone calls that just grew, uh, and a number of interested parties who had been involved in this. And again. There's a lot of good people that have been doing things and trying to find out, but they're kind of frittering around the edges here. These are decisive numbers that change, that no question change the outcome of an election. So we had, uh, so I did this task force. Also, Ty McCoy, former uh, former acting secretary of the Air Force, uh, he was involved. Uh, we also had uh, uh, Mario uh, Kronjak. Uh, from uh, he's a lawyer from New York, uh, also uh, mayor of uh, Inglewood Cliffs, New Jersey, first Republican in Inglewood Cliffs in 42 years. Uh, just a, just a great uh, man, uh, both of them. Uh, we also had uh, a, a number of people from Texas participate. Uh, we had uh, uh, Russ Ramsland and Keith Lewis. Uh, also, James Bradley out of California, uh, 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 Tara O, oh, a retired Air Force intelligence officer. Uh, you know, we had uh, 30, uh, 40 plus people involved in this by the time uh, we, we really achieved uh, essentially our final report. Now, what so 
we found different forms of fraud. Again, you have to be precise by state what is going on, because otherwise, mm -hmm. to just say a blanket statement, it is irrelevant. You have to be precise by state. Now, the Texas uh, 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 delegation had did detailed computer, lawful computer forensics, disturbing findings, extremely disturbing findings. Essentially, all U.S. election data is hosted, stored, processed overseas. Wow. Every, every state essentially hires a contractor. There's roughly 11 of them to uh, essentially do the election tabulations, uh, uh, etc. Every one of those is has significant foreign ownership. This is insanity. We cannot have U.S. election data overseas. And this is not just Russia, Russia, Russia. This is China, China, China. Okay? So this is insanity. And this is, again... Yeah. Our assessment is, and Trevor Loudon was also part of this, he is the one who has been instrumental in identifying and tra tracking and tracing the, uh, the communist Chinese money to the new Virginia majority, but all these groups here. Again, it's China, Soros, and Russia in that, era, in that order as, as far as their priority and their amounts of money in noodling with our elections. So we identified the Virginia issue, which is, pure blatant voter registration fraud so by the time yeah. the voter gets to the desk the fraud's already taken place right okay so a poll watcher is worthless and and uh so the second thing is this voting data all of our data is stored overseas now a technical forensic expert again i retired as the director of cybersecurity policy strategy and international affairs so i know a little bit about this here um you could argue, well, that's just a replicated data set. We really have data sets in the U.S. I don't buy that. When you show and you can identify that, that the actual tab tabulation calculations are done overseas, overseas. And there's evidence, we have evidence in Kentucky that the, the governor, uh, the governor's race, that was, that was, that was an operative on the ground changed data that was tabulated and calculated overseas. They did it via thumb drive here. And there was not two-person control, as you know from nuclear operation. Yeah. It was, this is why we have to have an involved citizenry on both parties. So you have to have two-person control, especially of this portable media like thumb drives. You cannot have, and you have to have an ability to identify and uh, attest that data is accurate. So when one party is wandering around with thumb drives and there's yeah. no imbalance with a second person, well, interesting things are going to happen. Okay. Wow, that's, uh, that's scary, John. Yeah, it's insanity. So, so that, we got Virginia. We got the Cyber Intrusion Act aspect. No question changed the, the, the governor's race in Kentucky here. Total failure of Department of Justice to go after that. This is a very simple thing. All the attorney general has to do is turn to his state attorney generals, to his, uh, for, for the U.S. attorney for uh, Kentucky, and say, hey, I want you to look into that under 18 U.S. Code. Uh, 
Okay, never happened. And again, it's it's the mechanics and the process of elections are very murky and not understood. So the third the third element that's really bad is California and ballot harvesting. And an adjunct mm-hmm. of that is the, the, all the public debate over mail-ins. I have to be extremely clear. Mail-ins do not have a legal signature attestation like an absentee because everybody's just wandering around acting like it's an absentee ballot. You have a signature on an absentee ballot, which is that's a felony to uh, to uh, falsify that. So yeah. with mail, there is no attestation. And with this ballot harvesting California law, AB 1921, total failure of the federal government to go after uh, go after the state and say this is not right. This is you cannot have people wandering in days, weeks, and months after the event with with this ballot harvesting. Again, then those yeah. are not legally, uh, there's no legal attestation. So this is this is a grotesque failure of the federal government to enforce U.S. 18 U.S. Code. Yeah, and California has actually passed election laws that allow that. Uh, and then we saw another case from uh, uh, North Carolina where it's not allowed and somebody was caught doing that, a GOP operative, I think. And, and I think it's important to highlight again, this should not be partisan. You know, we're talking about incidents that have occurred on both sides uh, of the major parties here in this discussion. Uh, but, but it can't be partisan. We can't let it be that way. So so we and that guy got prosecuted because he was doing ballot harvesting and, and it was not legal in North Carolina. And it doesn't make sense that it's legal in any state in the union to allow a ballot to come in after the event uh, like that. And to be uh, to not have to have required a signature attestation on it, uh, it just absolutely makes no sense to me whatsoever, and seems rife with with potential fraud. And it seems like, you know, that's that's number three. And I think you mentioned you guys identified seven categories of potential or actual fraud that you found. So there's more out there, right? Yeah, there's more out there. And I, yeah, I want to bring up real quickly the, the, the international aspect and then what did we do yeah. about this? Because this has been impactful here. So with uh, uh, Dr. Tara O, retired Air Force intelligence officer, and she demonstrated the similarities of the communist Chinese influence activities that have essentially overthrown South Korea. Moon Jae-in in South Korea is essentially a puppet of the uh, uh, the Chinese communists, and well, unfortunately, we there's just uh, our national security apparatus has not pivoted to that issue as as such yet as as much as we should. So, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of similarities, which the way that with they flood and control and pervert the lo- election process in South Korea, and the same way they do it here with communist Chinese money. I've run elections also in Bosnia and Iraq. Bosnia and Iraq does not allow the craziness of these walk-in ballots after the, 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 the ballot harvesting, the, the mail-ins. They take it seriously here. So yeah. I, I've done it. Now, I also want to demonstrate also Taiwan was incredible in January because they were very concerned, rightfully so, with Chinese communist influence in their election. They did a brilliant job of shutting down uh, uh, communist Chinese influence operations. In December, they passed a national security law. You cannot accept foreign money, okay? And they were able to get a number of people, 
immediately in December and January on that, who were who were taking payoffs from the communist Chinese. Second, they did an old school paper ballots, essentially with a receipt. That's gross simplification. In yeah. many ways, yeah. the old school system is in many ways the best with with some form of a receipt mm-hmm. uh, acknowledging uh, acknowledging the vote. Um, and bam, they they just select the communist Chinese influence operations. But this is incredibly important that we take this in a nonpartisan, sacred way. So we briefed seven U.S. representatives. Our information was presented to the Department of Justice front office. And yes. also we yes. have submitted this to the to the brand new tip line uh, that Secretary Pompeo mentioned on anybody who had evidence of foreign influence in U.S. elections. Again, the talking point is always Russia, 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 and Russia. Believe me, I fought the fought the communist Russians for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lectured constantly by the same people during the Cold War. There was no Russian threat, and they're the same ones who are now calling a Russian behind every tree. It's actually every tenth tree because there's communist Chinese in front of the other nine trees. Okay, so... You and, I, you and I must have known the same ones. Uh, you know, I know we have some cross-stream backgrounds in the intelligence world a little bit, so we must have known the same uh, the same folks that said, "Yeah, yeah, there's there's not a Russian problem." <laughs> They're the same ones saying there's no Chinese problem today, and it's a huge it's a huge problem, John. What do you expect to come out of the uh, the briefing to the? Congressman of the task force's findings and then submission to the tip line for Department of State. Uh, do you have any expectations that it, anything will be done? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, some of these become law enforcement sensitive operations if, if it actually does rise to the level of being a case. But if yeah. nothing else, education and articulation that we understand these forms of fraud, that is so important. Just yeah. public awareness. And again, the problem in the past is certain people have, have shouted election fraud, but they were abstract and they weren't precise by state. And that's the challenge. It's always dead voters on the roll, which is a bad thing. There always has to be housekeeping on, on, on the voting rolls. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. But a lot of that is that that's that's good stuff, but it doesn't explain seven, 10, 15 percent differences in voting outcomes. OK, yeah. uh, for Virginia, when Virginia is down 12 percent and we haven't even voted yet, uh, that's significant. Uh, you, that, you, you, that, is, you, that is significant. Well, let's uh, the uh, on the intelligence issue, uh, as far as, uh, you know, it's Russia, it's not China, it's not Iran or whatever. You and I know what the causes of, of that, because we saw it. We saw what we did in the Soviet Union, uh, Soviet communist China or Cold War, uh, and we see what we're not doing now, uh, and that's about allocation of resources and priorities, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's what's really causing this. It's not a it's not a set of facts that is being presented in an equal way when there when when there's a leak out there that says, hey, the Russians are really doing this and the other people are they want something to happen, but they're really not doing anything, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and as you know from your military experience, you know, you and I wore the uniform, military, uh, there's military priorities, but in, as you also know, in the intelligence community and law enforcement, there literally is national priorities that determine yeah. 
essentially apportionment of, of, of intelligence or law enforcement resources. And you've got to be on that priority list. It's the, the simplified name for, 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 for the, would be uh, essentially the intelligence priority list, the law enforcement priority list. And they, they, they run these on, you know, they give them name, named operations. That's for, for budget reporting and accounting to Congress here. But it's very simple. If for law enforcement, the attorney general says, you know what? I think uh, Chinese influence operations are important, and there was, it just was announced just a few weeks ago, whoop, that comes way to the top, and everything yep. else drops down a notch or two. That, that is hugely significant. Same with intelligence collection. Until the DNI and the National Intelligence Council rejigger the priority system, you have people that are shouting Russia when the reality is Russia's way down here, uh, on the prior, which should be way down here on the priority system, and China is way below them. China should yeah. be way up here, and and you think that this is all being taken care of? Believe me, I've been there. I've worked these things here. You are so overworked. And to quote a very good friend of mine, who was also a very very senior person in the intelligence world, he says, John, I am using my oar to hit the alligators coming over the side of the canoe in the exact sequence prescribed by the intelligence collection, uh, national yep. intelligence collection priorities list. And that's so, why, you know, after the cold war was over, we were continuing to devote vast amounts of resources to the Soviet union, which no longer existed, uh, from an intelligence and targeting perspective, as you know, uh, for, for years and years and years when we really needed to be focused on the Pacific, uh, and uh, what's going on with China and Taiwan and North Korea, uh, and we haven't been. So it's good to see that that's been uh, that's been reprioritized by the administration. Uh, let's hope that uh, the president gets enough appointees in that can supervise that shift in priorities and, and make it a reality. Because as you know, it takes a long time to steer the the battleship and the carrier battle group and everything. Uh, when you've got something so massive as the United States government. So how can folks uh, find uh, you, find the task force information? Is it a publicly available yet? Uh, will it be publicly available? It'd be great to get the findings report at some point out to the American people in a broad way. Oh, thank you, Rob. Uh, it's going to be out in an Epic Times article uh, uh, today. It should be out. Uh, there will be additional information out, and there will be ad additional, uh, essentially, uh, a public communication of this through the Epic Times. Also, the Committee on Present Danger China and the Center for Security Policy are establishing a website, um, and I'll get back okay. to you here on that, that exact website. There's also other media that is involved. But what I would uh, exhort and just absolutely uh, uh, plead is that everyone, if, if, if you have not served duty as a sworn election official behind the counter, mm -hmm. that's the price of freedom and liberty is high. That is part of that price is taking a break in your schedule in your family life, in your job, and serving duty as a sworn election official. Far too few people are doing that. Therefore, you don't have that two-person key control custody 
you, uh, 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 oftentimes it is a grotesque disparity of parties behind the counter, even in places where one party is the majority and you still yeah. wonder, well, why is the majority of the election officials from the other side? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm sorry, because I'll ta I've talked to the Virginia party over and over and over again. And they kept on, every time I brought this up, they said, we have poll watchers. I said, that is nice. That is not a sworn election official that can be held accountable legally for any malfeasance uh, in the election process. So we need people, everybody has to volunteer for duty behind the counter. Well, are you on social media anywhere, John, where people can follow you, uh, like Twitter? Uh, thank you, uh, Rob. Yeah, Colonel Retired, actually Colonel R-E-T John. So Colonel Rhett for retired, Colonel Rhett John on Twitter. Well, there you have it. Uh, we appreciate you coming on with us today, sir. This is a critically important issue. We'll get this uh, episode broadcast out. We'll highlight the Epic Times article as much as we can on all of our uh, media channels and uh, hope folks will read it, uh, increase their awareness, and, and most importantly, volunteer to be a sworn elected official uh, because all of us need to do that no matter what our political ideology is. And that's what's going to eventually make America continue to work and for us to have successful elections with integrity. And that's it. So thanks a lot for joining us, John. All righty. Thank you very much, Rob. It was an honor. Look forward to seeing you again here. Take care. We're very grateful to retired Colonel Mills for joining us today and giving us the insight that all Americans need to know, especially in this contentious year of 2020, that we need to be paying attention. We need to step up and volunteer and be sworn elected officials in our communities and make sure the integrity of the vote is maintained so that come the next day after November 3rd, we have sound election results ready to be made public. Until next week, I'm Rob Maynard.